Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. I know, right? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just go with it. Well, our socks are very comfortable. We're wearing Boomba's socks. Again, not sponsored. Just products not that sponsored. we both use, products that we both love. If you haven't gotten on the Boomba's sock train, you really need to get on it. These things are amazing. They are amazing. And they do have, like, they donate socks to homeless shelters, which I think is amazing mm-hmm. as well. But the socks themselves are awesome. But I do actually have a funny story about Boomba's socks. What's up? <laughs> Our first day at Disney, like the full day that we took, um, when we got home that night and I took off my shoes, I had worn a hole in both big toes of my socks. And I you was boom bop right out of there. I boom bop right out. I know. I'm like, <laughs> me and I Disney the hell out of my socks. Like, <laughs> I need a disclaimer. Like, boom bop socks are great, but maybe not all day at Disney. I don't know. Like, when you walk 11 miles, they have a, the, 10 was your max. 10, you hit 11. Well, it was funny because it was They're only like, off. The, the white pair that did it. Because I bought, like, the gray, the tan, black, and white. And only the white ones got the hole in them. Every, like, the other ones were great. They, they lasted, you know, the whole trip. Mm-hmm. Like but those. no, I was like, dang it. They're really comfy. They are very comfy. They feel like a sweater hug for your feet. With no seam. With no seam. Yes. Sorry mm-hmm. for that long, non-paid ad for Boomba socks. But right. they want to sponsor us. We hear. I mean, we're not going to turn you down. Mm-mm. No. Man. Okay. You know who else we need to start sponsoring? <laughs> Fucking Tabasco. Like, my lips are on fire right Okay, now. so we knew we were going to talk about <laughs> something kind of dip here. Dip? Some dip. We have some dip. <laughs> Some deep stuff right here. And she ends like, well, let's have a glass of wine. I was like, dude, it's like 1130. Like, you can't do that. And then she's like, how about a Bloody Mary? I'm like, yeah. That's appropriate. <laughs> but I didn't know, like, the level of Tabasco sauce she was going to, like, throw in the side. But I, was, I agreed. I know. I was like, hey, do you want it spicy? I agreed to the Bloody Mary and I agreed to the spicy. But yeah, my lips are burning. But our lips look on yes, point. They do. I was like... Do is they, this something? They feel full, but do they look good? What do you they think? They do. Like, are, <laughs> is there Tabasco in Lip Pumper? Mm. Probably some pepper stuff. Maybe yeah, some, something. like, pepper oil or something, like, that extract that makes it so right. puffy. There's something. There is something. So if you hear us, like, whistle, blow, right. smack, that's what we're doing. And we do have a Bloody Mary in front of us, but if you hear us gulping, it's not this. It's the water because... <laughs> Eat it. Wait, I love spicy, so I went. I went heavy mm-hmm. with the with the spice. I do too. This stuff you have around the 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 rim is good too. Yeah, it's a good. It's like it's a good Bloody Mary seasoned salt. Yeah, it's good. Just delicious. So here we are with that yeah. today. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes my birthday was yesterday. We did not have a cocktail, so I feel like this is it. So Cheers. clink together. Yes. Oh, that was very oh, sick. Damn it. Well. It happened. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear people drink on podcasts all the time. I Right, and that's not where we thrive all the time because we had that one bad one. Oh, it's, oh my god, it was so bad. We never it will it won't ever air because I, I deleted it on purpose. Mm-hmm. I delete things on accident all the time. But this one, I was like, "Fuck no, that's going. That's <laughs> no one should ever hear that." It was so bad. I was sad. I heard it. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah, we. But when we because normally we record, it's like ten a.m. or nine a.m. Like. You know, yeah. I ain't throwing shade at people that drink. I'm just saying, for no, us, yeah, we just can't make it function, right? We got a lot of things <clears throat> that happen to happen after the show. 
But I do get jealous of our friends that have podcasts that drink. And I'm like, dang, that sounds like a good idea all the time. That wine looks delicious. Mm -hmm. I just know that we just can't do it by the way that we record. And we're not our best selves sometimes at the wine hour. Yeah. But maybe the Bloody Mary hour where where we hit our mark. (laughs) Maybe this is where we'll thrive. I don't know. Oh. We're the Bloody Mary bitches. Boom, boom. Pew. Coin that shit. Right? So what are we talking about today, Shannon? Mm. Mm-hmm. Hold, please. We are talking about trust. Trusting yourself, mm-hmm. how you trust others, mm-hmm. and just overall, that, I mean, it's, it really does encompass so many parts of your life, and then when you start to peel back layers on, you know, why you feel a certain way about people, it's usually a lack of trust that it is there. It really is. Mm-hmm. The more that I've, the m- more mature I've gotten, in your 37 years now, 37 years, mm-hmm. the more therapy I've gone through. Mm-hmm. And then more introspection I've gotten, or w- willing to dive into of my own life. Wow, trust is basically at the helm. It is basically what you is driving the bus. Yeah. Well, and there's a level of like as you as you start to peel back layers and you're starting to get vulnerable with people, mm-hmm. but you only do it around people that you trust or a certain level of trust that you have with somebody because you can get kind of deep with some friends and you're like, yeah. I don't know that I really trust myself to be open with this person, or maybe I don't trust that person with what I'm about to share them, you right. know, with it. So I'm like, there are certain people that only get like a level of things from me. And then there are people who are like, I carry all your shit. Okay. I, mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for trusting me with all of it. <laughs> and I will say like some of the things that we mentioned, I'm not going to do the greatest job about saying like where we got this information. I will try to yeah. deep dive. Like I, most of it's going to be from Brene Brown. I'll try to reference it if I do say like a, a certain um, token phrase mm-hmm. like I got that from Brene Brown um, some of it's from um, Byron Kelly mm-hmm. so or yeah. Byron Katie I'm sorry and Byron Katie some of it is just our interpretation of like how we have taken information that we've learned and processed it and this yes. is how it you know translates into our life yes so I want to yeah. start off with having a conversation about or a story about what trust meant to my oldest son Wyatt okay this was such a powerful story I shared this with Dan and Dan was like wow this is amazing so last week we I took the boys out for a mommy son date it was so lovely and during this conversation uh, during this dinner my oldest son who is almost nine started talking to me about like going on dates like when mm-hmm. do you really go on dates and through this, he was like, well, mom, I'm, how do you know when you're ready to kiss somebody? How old were you when you had your first kiss? And I was like, I, well, honey, I think it was like 14, which I really was. I, was like, I think it was like eighth grade and almost like the end of eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that was just when I was ready. He was like, well, I think that I'm really ready right now. And I was like, okay, let's talk about that. Were you like, gulp? <laughs> I, I was like, I mean, heart fell down into my anus. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> like, this is not where I need to be. But I was like, okay. I was like, that's, I think that when you will know when you're ready. Mm-hmm. And if you feel that now, that's, that's fine. But also the, the other person has to be ready. And that's yeah. someone you have to wait for. And it's like, and that takes a lot of trust. That takes a lot of respect. And you used to make sure you have both of those before you move forward. And then we talked about like asking permission and like, you know, we went on, on a long rabbit hole. But he really centered on trust. Mm-hmm. He was like, Mom, my trust was broken. And I said, okay, um, do you want to talk to me about it? Are you ready to tell me about this? He's like, I think I am. Well, at school, they were playing telephone. Okay. And Wyatt has a, I'm going to use air quotes, a little girlfriend called mm-hmm. And 
he had told one of his friends that he liked third grade you know this is life like Mm -hmm. who you like and who you don't like is but this is more of like a crush not an actual like girlfriend i don't really you know i think it changes day to day okay got it so he had told one of his friends that he had liked and then they played telephone and then by the time it got to wyatt who was the last right he found out that what they were saying was Wyatt or something along those lines and then he knew that his friend had broken the trust. Okay. And so we had a long conversation about that. And immediately he said, Mom, I was, just, I was just really hurt because I would have never done that to him. Because he had told me some of his secrets and I never told anybody his secrets. And then he told mine. And I was like, okay. All right. And it just occurred to me how early this starts. Right. And Brene Brown goes into that kind of a similar story but with her daughter. But I never knew I'd had this conversation so early with Wyatt. Yeah. And we talked a lot about it. We, we, we said, you know, what does trust mean to you? And I was like, and, and sometimes it can be broken mm-hmm. and never earned back. And you have to accept that. Or you can choose to move past it and hope the friendship gets better. And then we just talked about, like, honestly, like, your friendship isn't built on trust. But you have to learn to trust yourself, mm-hmm. again, to to help move forward past this. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today, too, going forward, like how young this really starts about about just trusting the others around you. Yeah. And him telling himself, like, oh, my gosh, I was already hurt before. Right. I but, don't want to go back to that place. Yeah. But that he also had enough trust in you to trust you with this story because he didn't have to say anything to you about this. You're, I mean, mm-hmm. his life at school doesn't necessarily have to translate into everything that he tells you at home. So the fact that he felt safe enough and trusted you with his, you know, this is a, you know, probably a pretty big deal for him right now, you mm-hmm. know, going this deep with his friends. Man. I know. It was a, it was a powerful moment. It was one of those moments I was like, who is this little fucker who told that story? And then. He's going down. I know. I know. But then he said, and to counteract that, mm-hmm. I was like, well, have you, do you have a, a circumstance? Do you have a, a, a situation at school where you did trust somebody and it worked out. He's like, well, kind of for me because I didn't get along with this boy Carter at the beginning of last year. I think you remember me telling you stories about one. Mm-hmm. And so, but now and I really get along because we've learned to trust each other. I was like, that's amazing. I was like, mm-hmm. in what ways have you learned to trust each other? He's like, well, we trust to be on the same team together. Like when we play Gaga ball and he gave us certain, certain things, but you know, there were three, there were third grade kind of things. Like yeah. I, you know, he, he like, waits for me and we walk in the line together and just things like that. But yeah. over, he's like, but over time, I think he, and I've kept his secrets, mom. I was like, well, secrets don't equal friendship. Right. And that's, that's another big thing. Mm-hmm. Like just because I'm, I tell Shannon something doesn't mean that Shannon has to equally tell me something. It's not right. a tit for tat. And that was a big cornerstone of our conversation. Mm-hmm. But I also said that, that that's how you know that you were ready to move forward with your trust is because you put that pain behind you. Yeah. And knew that this person wouldn't hurt you. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so pivotal. Right. Moving past your pain. Yes. And trusting yourself. Because oftentimes when we do break our own trust, we're like, I was so stupid. Right. Why did I do that? Yeah. I knew better. Yeah. I can't believe I let myself do that or I allowed my, or I was, I didn't see it. Going back to Megan mm-hmm. um, Bartley's with our infidelity, a lot of people hold a lot of shame for themselves. I should have seen it. Right. I fill in the blank how did i miss this yeah mm-hmm. so if you couldn't trust yourself to see it or you denied it or you lied about it or whatever 
then moving forward, it's like, I can't trust myself because obviously I cause myself pain. Right. And I cause myself suffering. And then the, the cornerstone of that is guilt. Yeah. As well. So many layers. I know. So many. Wait a minute. You weren't supposed to tell that to anybody. And then I'm like, there's only one person who knows this. So, wow. Okay, great. I know exactly where that came from. Um, but also, the older I've gotten, the more I've learned to trust myself. But I've learned how to trust myself. Ooh. And I've learned that it, it looks different now than what I thought it looked like when I was younger. What did you think it looked like when I was younger? And what, do you, what does it look like well, now? Well, I now know that, like, my gut instinct is a thing. It's not gas. It's not too much Chipotle. <laughs> it's, like, like legit, like, oh, when I'm around this person and I feel a certain way, I need to trust myself that that is my body and everything about me being, like, this is not for you. Don't force this fit. And it's, uh, trust me, I have forced many a relationships thinking like, oh, God, whatever. Like, it's this annoying habit about this person, but I can get over it. I'm just being, you know, picky about this. And disguising, masking in lots of different ways. And then when it just kind of comes to it that, like, I just don't, I cannot go further in my relationship with this person in this friendship or, you know, whatever whatever it is. Because my my body is physically telling me, like, this is not this is not for you. This right. is not the right fit for you. So stop making <clears throat> excuses on why this person needs to be in your life and just let it go. I'm like, your body holds on to that shit. It too. does. It, I mean, the, the, there it is a manifest book in yeah, different ways uh, called "The Body Keeps the Score" that I've been reading on and off, and it's kind of amazing how, like, mentally you can tell yourself to get over something, but physically, I mean, it can manifest into an actual, like, autoimmune disorder. It can manifest into, um, you know. Uh, irritable bowel syndrome like there mm-hmm. are definitely parts of your body that are like no 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 no. I mean if something just comes you know body wise out of the blue it's not out of the blue mm-hmm. it's happening because of a traumatic experience that has happened previously in your life that your body is hanging on to that until your body and mind can work together to release it you're going to have the physical ailment and it's, you know stress stress and suffering are two like yes things that can really affect your health one stress stress just means like you wish the outcome was different yeah whatever whatever you're going through you either can't control the outcome yes or you wish the outcome was different stress is wasted we all have stress we all have it's never going to go away it's it's here right. to stay but that's where it can unload on yeah. your body and sit well, same thing with suffering. Yeah, and it's like stress can manifest in different ways. Again, it's again worrying about something that you can't control or worrying about an outcome that no matter how much you're prepared for something until the actual event takes place, you're not going to know how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, you know, so many studies about like, you know, football coaches that undergo stress and like as soon as they retire, it's like the physical ailments go away. And it's like, well, look. There are <laughs> physically stress. I mean, your stress can take on a physical manifestation in your body. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's crazy how much that we allow that to happen because we can perpetuate. We can, again, deflect and not try to deal with what's causing these issues or not trusting ourselves enough to acknowledge the answer. And it may not be the answer we want to see, but it's the answer that we're like, you're avoiding sitting in the quiet spaces because you don't want to know the answer because it's going to alter your life in a way that you're not ready to handle. You always know the answer. You always Spoiler know the alert, answer. Spoiler alert. I want yeah. I want y'all to like it it sucks. And I don't care if you're 37, 47, 107, right. like you mm-hmm. straight up know you always know the answer. Your body is going to tell you and yeah. what goes along with 
when you're when you're trusting yourself mm-hmm. or learning to trust yourself again, yeah, or maybe for the first time, is that you're having to let go maybe of like I'm going back to the suffering and, and the guilt yeah. because suffering just means basically a lack of love or appreciation or awareness. Yeah. Okay. So whatever that happens, and sometimes that's combated with guilt, mm-hmm. a guilt of a bad decision. But guilt's a wasted wasted emotion, right? Because right. We, we've talked about that on previous podcasts. That does guilt really exist? Right. Is it something? Because really, all it is is you holding on to shame for some reason. That's basically all guilt is: mom guilt, whatever. Yeah. So, and nine less, times out of ten, that's that's tied to an expectation that you didn't even create, but you latched yes. onto thinking. This is where I'm going to get value. This is where my validation is coming from. So I feel guilty when I haven't met it, even though you didn't even create it. Exactly. So we've let's take the ever so popular mom guilt. Oh, okay. Yes. Take mom guilt. Mom guilt. I don't believe it really exists because oh, I have it. Well, we but yes. we all we all think okay. So we <laughs> yeah. all think that we do have some form of it, and but it's basically saying that I'm not living up to the expectations I put on myself. Yes. Mom guilt. What do you what do you say to yourself? I'm not a good mom, or mm-hmm. I'm not a good mom in this instance. You ask yourself that question. I'm going to go to yeah. Byron, Katie here. Like, is that statement true? Right. No, it's not. No, you're yeah. not. No, you're a great mom. How do you know this to be true? Because I do this and this and this. Right. So what is your brain telling you? Right. It's wrong. It's wrong. Okay. So, yeah. and you can go to the work on that. She has, yeah. she has that all formulated. I'll link it. But it's basically saying that, th- that our minds have so much control over us, but we have to train ourselves that... When you learn to really sit back and look at the root of the problems, ask yourself the hard questions, and learn that trust just begins within yourself, mm-hmm. then a lot of other things are uncovered moving forward. And I, that's kind yeah. of where I'm at, too. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you, I learn to trust you more because I know that my relationship with myself is a little bit more stable. Mm-hmm. So I have more trust in you. Yes. You know, because... I know that you'll give me boundaries. You'll give you'll give me accountability. I'm I can rely on you. Um, that you you won't defy that or you won't break our our rules of our agreement. You know there are mm-hmm. rules within a friendship agreement that yeah. are said and unsaid. I trust that within myself to hold myself accountable, and there so I I trust you, right? Because I'm holding myself to the same things. Yeah, I think when we break our own rules, that's immediately where we fall down a deep dark path does that make sense yeah absolutely that's yeah. where i've you know well felt. and because sometimes it's easier to tell yourself one thing which again going back to that whole like i i don't trust myself yet so it's hard for me to trust you type deal where it's like okay i've told her you know a b or c and then that trust gets it doesn't look the way like it's not showing up the way i thought it was going to look so then it starts to make you doubt like wait a minute do I really vulnerability trust and trust are two different things? Too, yes, by the way. Yes, they are, but they they do go hand in hand. They go hand I feel hand. like anyway, they do. Yes, go ahead and finish with that. Um, I don't. It's I don't know where it went. <laughs> it'll <laughs> we do come, don't worry, it'll come back. It'll come back. It'll come back. Yes, because so when you're vulnerable with somebody, that is not equal building a relationship. Like I said, Correct. it's not a tit yes. for tat. Yes, we don't expect that from each other. Yes, you don't expect that from others. Right, but for me to be vulnerable with somebody. I have to, one, trust myself that I'm ready to share something with somebody. But I, I'm not just because I'm ready to share going to be like, Jenny down the block. I'm ready for you to hear my story. I don't know fucking Jenny. Like, I don't know. So I've got to be able to have trust with somebody. But again, I've got to trust myself first before I allow that to happen with somebody else. So I think they are two very different pieces of work. But I do think they work very well together. 
and you have to have one in order to kind of, yeah, you know, release the other type Mm -hmm. deal. You can know that when you're ready to be vulnerable with somebody and then when you're ready to trust, but one doesn't supersede the other. I think your your vulnerability has to come from within first. Like, okay, I understand that me moving forward with my vulnerability would enhance our friendship. Mm Mm-hmm. I might be able to trust him with this area. Right. You know? Yeah. Not all. And don't do this at a cocktail party. No. Ain't nobody ready to hear that. Ain't nobody. I, mm. I mean. Did you do this? No. Not oh, recently. Okay. No. <laughs> it, it I have done this. Yes. Before, not recently. <laughs> I said that. I, keyword. I said this not recently. Because you hate small talk. I so I can see talk. you completely being like one martini and being like, so. Let me tell you. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me get my friend. <laughs> And another thing, Becky. <laughs> because I trust what's going to come out of her mouth might be too much for the other people in the show. room. Right. It's a shit show. <laughs> but I hate small talk. I know. It's, it is kind of a waste a, of time. But at a cocktail party, it needs to happen. Like, you need to have right. the five token phrases and be done. Yes. Yeah, move yeah. along. Keep it moving. Move along with your fancy shoes. Keep it moving. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> we got off topic so quick on that one. Sorry, friends. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. 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 Yeah. I mean, 21 minutes in. It half a Bloody Mary. We're here, people. Yes, that's delightful. Um, yeah. Oh, man. I thought that thought was going to come right back. <laughs> I I'm it here didn't. for it. Yeah. So I do want to talk about a little bit of how you have seen... Okay, so how you trust yourself. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then how, when you trusted yourself... What does that look like? Yes. Okay. So, uh, like, before I told you it was, like, more of, like, a friendship type mm-hmm. trust. Well, now, like, there are decisions that I've made, like, as an adult and even, like, in my own business that I'm like, wow. Okay. I made that choice out of ego and not out of relying on what I saw in front of me. So, mm-hmm. then they, I think those are two things that can get very easy to fall into patterns of where, um, you know, in business or even in relationship where it's what's good for your ego may not be the best decision moving forward right so what are you feeding your soul your ego because they're not necessarily the same thing mm-hmm. um you know trying that, to win trying to win trying to be which first. is your ego yeah mm-hmm. which is your ego and you know we talk about this a lot in yoga like are you doing yoga for your ego like oh i can't go to yoga because i'm not going to be good at it well why aren't you going to be good at it well i can't touch my toes well why do you need to touch your toes because that's what you do in yoga well who told you that Again, that whole expectation thing is looming mm-hmm. around. So it's like, okay, well, if you just go in with the mindset of, well, you don't have to be the best person in class. You just have to show up. Great. You can learn along the way how to trust yourself, how to go with, you know, with that, how you feel today, maybe different than how you feel tomorrow. And just trust yourself on your mat in that, you know, in that moment and being like, I don't have to, you know what, touching my knees today serves me perfectly. Nobody else gives a shit whether you touch your toes or not in yoga and the world and the world they don't care same thing with like business decisions that you make or personal decisions that you're making like and it can change from day to day which is Mm -hmm. fine but like knowing that where does that decision making come from is it coming from trying to satisfy your ego because again an expectation told you you should be here by 37 or by 38 you should own your own business who the fuck told you this? Like, and why do, why do we put, like, that, like, oh, this has to happen in order for me to be seen as an independent woman or a mom that can do it all? What mm-hmm. the fuck does that even mean? Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, well, okay, let's stop with the crazy expectations crazy. that we're allowing ourselves to believe mm-hmm. and start 
going inside and being like, what's good for me? Not for my ego, not for what looks good on the gram. What do I need for me? Mm-hmm. And then you start trusting yourself in the decisions that you make, saying no to a lot more things that you've been asked to do or, hey, can you, you know what, we're really short on time or we're really short on people. Can you just help for like 10 minutes? You know what? I can't today. I can't. I can't. I mean, if it's not no, working, sorry. you don't need mm-hmm. to be guilted into it because you think, gosh, I've really disappointed that person or really, they, you know, they really need me. If it's not working for you, then don't do it. Don't do you it. You don't owe it to anybody. You owe it to yourself to be honest with yourself, but you need to trust yourself to know that you're okay not worrying about what that person thinks of you because of your decision. Mm-hmm. A lot of my trust issues have com- come from like my in- mental instability. And so when I'm like mentally unstable about something and, and what does that mean? And do I seem weak to somebody or mm-hmm. is this coming across as weak? And this has never been, of course, to you, but and how, the, yes, the perception. So perception yes. equals my expectation on myself. But when I deep dove within that and what does that really mean? And yeah. what, what is being challenged? My self-worth. So if you really think about really trusting yourself too, a lot is going back to how you honestly feel about yourself, where you are putting yourself on the pedestal. Mm Because if you keep pushing yourself down, yes, agreeing to things. And it could be just as small as like that meeting at school or agreeing to that nonprofit volunteer work or, you know, even your husband being like, hey, can I, can you do this? Or partner. If you are just more steady in holding to your accountability, which is so huge in my life right now, like, uh, mm-hmm. and offering yourself, this is going back to therapy too. I say, I need more time. Yeah. Because sometimes offering a decision, mm-hmm. it doesn't always happen. And I always want to be cutthroat with the decision. It's like, you yeah. know me, like, I'm always like, <laughs> yes or no. Yeah. But now I'm giving myself permission mm-hmm. to say, you know, I really don't know. Because in the yeah. past, when I've made a rash decision, it hasn't always paid off for me. Right. Positive or negatively. Yes. And either my expectations or my ego get in the way, but asking for that extra time, yeah. giving yourself permission to have that extra time, and your partner or your loved one saying, oh, you need more time, if you ask for something from people, they usually give it to you. They do. They listen to you. Yes. So honestly, get, like not being afraid of that. Mm-hmm. So that's a big, that's a, been a big revelation with me. Yeah. Actually, and then, I love hearing that about that. I know. Yeah. Just I need more time. Because you ask me all the time, like, hey, what do you think about this? And like... what. I'll use the example of like on my 40th birthday podcast, you were like, what do you want for 40? I'm like, that's a loaded question. I don't know. Oh my God. But because like I like to take my time and think about things. But what's also interesting about that is that I've been learning that like before when I make a decision, I commit to it and I do everything I can to follow through with what I say because my word means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, whether my word means anything else to anybody else, it's not my problem like that is but if you said you were going to do but it if i said i'm going to do it it's life i like to hold myself accountable for that mm-hmm. so when i'm asked a question like and i need more time because that like i'm not like i can think quick on my feet but like if it's a question like that then i'm like i really want to know because when i say it i want to make it happen right. what i'm learning also is that it's okay if that has to change like just because i said it was going to happen doesn't mean that it's either A, going to happen the way I thought it was going to happen, or B, that it needs to happen right then and there. Like, mm. you can be, again, I overuse this word, but it's one of my favorites. Like, you can be flexible with these, you know, parameters that you've set with yourself, mm-hmm. and that it's okay. If it needs to stretch a little bit more, stretch it. It's okay. It's not going to break. 
One of my favorite terms to use in yoga all the time is where you land is never where you have to stay. I love that. Every time you say that, I'm like, thank you for saying that. I know. <laughs> I say I, it's almost like a drinking game. Like if, if yeah. you had a beer next to you, like, man, my beer would be out. But I'm like, where you land is never where you have to stay. Yoga or life. Don't. Right. Where you just landed in this position, if you're mm-hmm. not comfortable, you have the flexibility and the freedom to change it. Mm-hmm. Your mat is your area. This is your yeah. time. I think that just if you go back to just like the permission and self-worth. Yes. If we just kind of work on all that, yeah. then, so then, okay, so say you just do trust yourself and then how that manifests into your relationships. I kind of put this on Instagram a little bit the other day, how, how you don't owe your happiness to anybody. Yes. And I really do believe that. I think mm-hmm. that I did pay so much into like shoved all my chips into the table being like, I am so happy because, or I want this person to know how happy I am. Right. Because of them. But then I'm like, well. What does that mean? Right. You now are not I, responsible no. responsible for anybody else's happiness except your own. Right. And they are not responsible for yours. I can't be in a debt to somebody else. Right. You can share your happiness. Share. With everybody and anybody in your life that you choose to do so, but you are not responsible for creating someone else's happiness. Because that's, and I put this, that is not your emotional hill to climb. Yes. That's a mountain, actually. Yeah. Everest. Just and then very hard to summit, but you can get there. Yeah, and then you're like at the at the freaking base camp, right? Being like, "What up?" Staring your beans. Yeah, staring your beans and talking to the locals. Well, you know, well the other half of you is supporting this other person or other yeah. people, right? Because it can be more than one. And then so then where does it leave you? You can do this and this can manifest in many different ways. But if you kind of give yourself that emotional surplus, yes, like, give yourself so much more, and know that the failures and, and we, and I think I love this about our society right now. Like we're talking a little bit more about failures. Yeah. I know probably people think it's overdone, but I don't think we can talk enough about it. Because it it depends on when you hear it. You know what I mean? Maybe you didn't have a failure yet to happen in your life that meant something to you, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's the failures that really shatter you or like rock you to your core that you're like, fuck. Fuck. And then you're like, you know what? That hurt. And you learn a lot of lessons along the way, though, on the way. But then you also remember that that failure does not define you. Mm-mm. And just because you failed at something or maybe you failed a thousand times doesn't make you a failure. No. I, I, don't, I don't believe people are bad and I don't believe people are failures. No. I think that you can yes. fail. You can have bad behavior, but they are not yes. synonymous. I have always, I, Honestly, I've said this since high school. Just because you make a bad decision doesn't make you a bad person. Uh-uh. Just because you do a string of bad decisions doesn't make you a bad person. It just means you're curious. And you can stay on that side of the pendulum and be like, oh, okay, this goes. But I mean, you have to stay there forever. Mm-hmm. Can You've got the ability to explore. But again, it's it's trusting yourself. Do I know when it's time to get out from this space? Do I know that I'm better than the failures or the mistakes that I'm making? Great. And maybe you don't know that right off the bat. Maybe it takes you, again, a string of failures to figure that out. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you don't have to get it right the first time. No. I don't think anybody does. No. Who does? I don't know. I've never gone. I don't know anybody like that. That's probably why I don't hang out with people like that because I don't resonate with it. I don't know. I'm going to speak to that real quick because this is is something that has been coming back around and around and around and around and around. Is that when you do start to exhibit the behaviors of those closest around you. And I know we hear this so many times, but like, let's, you know, the people in the back row. Whoop, whoop. You, you do need to, like, think about that. Yeah. Like, the behaviors. And 
And honestly, the people that you might want to mirror or that mm-hmm. inspire you. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just like a reach out on, on Instagram or an email, I think that yes. just hearing someone else's words and encouragement can go a long way. Yeah. I spoke about this person on the last podcast, um, Carrot Bowl Bonnie, but I loved her words. Mm-hmm. And I just randomly said, I'm like, you know, I don't know what this is worth to you, but your words really speak a lot to me. And I know that's nothing much, but thanks for sharing. And just, yeah. so, and every once in a while she'll hit me up. Like, I'm like, dude, thanks girl. But yeah. I liked her energy. I appreciated yes. her words. And I took that. So I'm like, Hey, you know what? Just want to let you know. Yeah. You're speaking to me. And, and there's some kind of reciprocation yeah. because I, I think that she feels like, okay, this chick may need me a little bit. Let's, let's, right. and then what can you get that other person? So yeah. just saying it's, it's been powerful. But you know what? Maybe let's, let's maybe try to start like a, a CZL thank you. And like maybe you drop a thank you card into someone's DM this week. Just that yeah. they've said something. Whether you know this person or not, it doesn't matter. But maybe you just tell them thank you. That's a, it, Maybe it just made you laugh. Oh, I know. Or maybe it was the, the spark that you needed to spark a good cry. Do you ever have like a good cry moment where you're like, that just, I need, you ever get that moment where you're like, I just need a good cry. And like, I just need to be here. I just need to do it. But you don't know what's going to set you in that motion yet. But you know, like, maybe you just, you see that puppy for whatever, well, I don't know, whatever it is. And you're like, this is it. Just when you see something that needs a thank you, give them a thank you. Right. How powerful could that be? A lot. It's gonna, I mean, in you know, a world full of so much negativity. In a world full of people who are so quick to tell you what's wrong, be the person that tells them what's right. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's good. That's some good sometimes, shit. Sometimes, sometimes that bloody mirror really speaks to me and I say the things. <laughs> the extra shot was a good idea. Yeah. So speaking to the people that kind of inspired this, I'm going to mm-hmm. go back a little bit. So I'm going to link a couple of things. There's a fabulous video or a TED Talk, no, I'm going to say it's a super soul, um, about trust from Brene Brown. I highly advise you guys taking the 20 minutes to watch it. Have a notebook. Please jot down. It's a great one. It has brought so much clarity. Um, Byron Katie is amazing. It's called The Work. She even, there's a, also a super soul on her. I'll, I'll link that one. Okay. Where she does the work on Oprah, and it is mind-blowing. <laughs> yes. Like she asked Oprah the questions, you know, and Oprah's usually yeah. the one who is facilitating the questions and yeah. being insightful and having the tables turned on her. It's very inspiring. And just let you know that, man, everyone's dealing with their own demons, but we all have the power and the mental capacity to overcome them. And it is powerful. And then another podcast about guilt and suffering because Love it. guilt is wasted. We got to move past it. And I love you. I know it has. It's been a good one. I'm happy about it. Like, really good. (laughs) (laughs) Our serious ones. Our serious ones. How can we not end on such a serious note? Um, What's your question for me today? Your question? Okay, my question for you. Um, Damn, I caught you on the spot. I know, you did. Damn it, you know I don't love that. Mm -mm. Well, okay, I do have two. Is there a, because Thanksgiving's like right around the corner. Is there a side that you love the most? A. A. And then B. Is there a dessert that you will forgo a second helping of your favorite side so that you can save room for dessert? Yes. Okay. My favorite side, it's very different. 
my father-in-law makes his own egg noodles. Oh. Yes, legit. Okay. It's a family recipe. Mm-hmm. Literally makes them. And it's so if you picture chicken and dumplings. Okay. Make the dumplings egg noodles. Okay. But homemade egg noodles. So they're thicker? They're very thick. Okay. Yeah. They're like yes. almost like spaghetti, but they're very good. Got it. Take out the chicken. Yes. There's no chicken in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and put celery salt on it. Mm. And I've never been a big fan of like celery, salt, and seed, but it's this. It just makes the dish. It's really, really, really good. And these noodles are life. I've. I Is that the, something he grew up eating? Yeah, he. Okay. It, yeah, his, his dad was a fabulous cook. Oh. like really good. Like, so he had his like his own chili recipe and oh, okay, cool. all kinds of fun stuff. Meatball recipe. I was like, can you write these down? He's like, I have no idea. But this is the one dish, like, no one, it's not, like, really associated with Thanksgiving, but we only have it on Thanksgiving. Okay. It's not like a Thanksgiving dish. Right. So, and then the dessert mm-hmm. is kind of different, too. On Land Inside, they do this pineapple, and they put this seasoning over this pineapple, and I don't know what the seasoning is, and I don't mm-hmm. know what this pineapple is, and you would die. <laughs> I would. But but I love it. I'm allergic, so I literally <laughs> would die. So at least these two things that have, like, bonded my, uh, okay. my husband's side, I'm like, these are kind of... Yeah, because we really only go to my husband's side on Thanksgiving. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's been good. I love that. Last 12 years. Huh. Who knew? I know. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Love it. But I'm going to go back to, like, my days. I have to say, like, my mom, my Aunt Terry's pumpkin cake. Mm. I know. Yeah. She passed earlier this year. They'll be a little bit different this year. And then uh, I would definitely say my mom's sweet potato casserole because she does, like, she's all fancy. She's fancy. She does, like, the lines of, like, marshmallows and nuts. Oh. Marshmallows, nuts, so marshmallows. you can choose. You can choose. All very a, smart. All a topping. Whatever right. topping you want. You can just scrape it. I love that. I know. It's pretty smart. How about smart. you? I love all sides at Thanksgiving. It's all sides. You know, I mean... I stopped eating meat, like, almost two years ago, so the turkey isn't, like, a thing anymore, but... But was it ever? I did love turkey. Well, okay, I only really love turkey at Thanksgiving, but here's why, because I love the things, the post-Thanksgiving Day sandwich, Yeah. which last year when I had it, you didn't need the turkey, because no, no. I like the mashed potatoes, I like the stuffing, I like the green beans, I like the gravy, I like the mayonnaise, and I bring my own because they don't have Duke's mayonnaise, and I know it's not vegan, I know that, but... I Each eat eggs, is the best. so it's okay. It's yeah. great. Um, but that sandwich is life to me. I love it. Um, but I, I mean, I just like sides. Like, I could really just completely fill my plate, which I usually do on sides. But I do love pumpkin pie. And I make an amazing pumpkin pie, but it's not my recipe. It is my husband's grandmother's recipe that his aunt passed on to me. And it's very specific, but with not a lot of measurements. But last like, year you forgot to turn the oven on. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yes. I was so excited about the damn pie. And then I take it out 45 minutes later and it's st- – I'm like, what happened? I'm like, oh, shit. The oven's not on. <laughs> Let's try this again. <laughs> Let's do it again. Um, but, like, the the measurements – and this is this is the thing. It's pour a can of milk into, like, a large pumpkin pie can and mm-hmm. then fill the rest with whole milk. So, like, I don't know what the actual, like, measurement of that is. You just know that's You canned. just know yeah. that that's it. So, like, you – and it's one specific time of, of, of type of pumpkin filling because apparently they're not all, like, filled Is it Libby's? Thing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. Got it. Um, so I love that recipe. I think it's, it's great. I didn't like pumpkin pie before I started making this, but mm-hmm. it is my husband's absolutely favorite. Like, I make it twice a year on Thanksgiving and on his birthday. He loves it that much. 
Um, so and he's Cool Whip on it, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, um, well, there's Weddy Rip, and then there's Cool Whip. So the Weddy Rip is yeah. like out of the can, and then the Cool Whip is out of like the thing. We get both because people like both. Okay, here's where I'm at with that. Okay. I used to be so like Team Cool Whip. Yes. Until about like maybe six years ago. And then the Ready Whip was like, where's that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it laid that left that the film. Uh huh. On the back of your yeah. It it felt like I ate fruity pebbles. Yes. Whatever that coating is. So I went more Ready Whip or just whatever like yeah. almond whip, coconut whip. I think the coconut whip I is delicious. I love delish, coconut delicious. whip. Oh my gosh, it tastes like a treat. It does. Like, I, can you I'll freeze just, that? Do you think? I'll just go by and get it like a little. I know. Yeah. Me and Georgie. She loves whipped cream. She doesn't care where it comes from. No. Almond, coconut, cow, whatever. She don't care. No. I like the pumpkin pie. I like the yeah, pumpkin pie. I like pumpkin I'm just pumpkin. like, it's my favorite. But right. I think I always like want like a sliver. And... Yes. And then it's just enough. Because I also like a, a little bit of like a crustier crust. Like if you go into the pumpkin pie and it's that like Mm-mm. congealed type of like smush that you're not I'm like, is that pie or is that crust? I can't tell. Like I'm out. I'm out. Like, I like a crispy... Personally, if you could... I would choose to put the pumpkin pie in a graham cracker crust because I like that kind of, like, crunch. I've tried it once. I think it's great, but my family boycotted, like, all together. Like, don't do that. I was like, okay, sorry. Well, I think it's great because it's crumbly. And then it complements... Right, it's a little the, bit of sweetness. The, um, the consistency of the pie. Right. It just gives it some texture other than... If we can do it for mush. a cheesecake, why can't we do it for a pumpkin? Let's just be honest. Now, here's the thing. I have made, because I always have leftover filling, I have mixed in cream cheese to make a cream cheese pumpkin yes, I've pie. Had and yes. it's delicious. You gave yes. that one to me. Yes. yes. I thought that was, like, the best use of the, all of it. I was like... But, again... Because it's not traditional. It's not what they know. They're like, mm-mm. mm-mm. Like, it's good, but, like, I want the other one. I'm like, all right, I get it. You like what you like. You like and you like how you like it. I understand that. It's what we preach here all day, every day. Do you. you. People Just get do you. People get all up in arms when you try to switch up their Thanksgiving shit, though. Right? Like, don't mess with it. You know, this is funny. I asked my kids last night. I was like, what are you most excited about for Thanksgiving? And Eleanor being the sweet Eleanor. Wait, I like, guess. Okay. Sweet potatoes? Rolls. Eleanor said she just wants to be around her family. Oh. Yeah. I was like, well, what about, like, to eat? She's like, it doesn't matter. I'm like. That was going to talk with the rolls. I know, right? Like, crescent rolls for sure. Way to her heart. Yeah, that's what I said. Ruby Jane, you got this one. Mac and cheese? Mm-hmm. Like, the same mac and cheese we have once a week at our house? She's like, yep, that's my favorite. <laughs> her holiday once a year it's it, it but it's for matter. her, it doesn't matter. matter. It's the mac and cheese. It's the comfort. And she she can't stand when you go to a restaurant and they try to make it fancy mac and cheese. She's like, why are they messing up mac and cheese, Mom? I'm like. But didn't you feel like this way when you were 10? I totally did. I did. So I get it. I'm, not, like, I'm not mad at them by, I'm by not this because it. No. I used to be super ratchet. And, like, when I learned how to, I, can make, I can make my own mac and cheese from the box, I would cut open another box, put two packets of cheese in, <laughs> make it extra cheesy. Basically, my insides glowed. Right. From but the, then you had that box of noodles that had no help. My mom was so mad. She's like, why do you do that? I'm like, because it's delicious. Because it's so good. Right. They should they should give you an option for two packs of cheese. Ooh, <laughs> extra creamy or regular? I know. Just throw that shit in. Annie's mac and cheese. It was cheese, so bright orange. Like, it was like Clemson orange. <laughs> like, that t-shirt up there. That's beautiful. Yes. Beautiful orange, yes. Yeah. I was like, dang, that's some highlighter shit. Dang it. <laughs> Seriously, inside glowed. I'm glowing about this episode, though. Thank you so much for joining us. I love that you guys tune in every week. 
Yes. And if you loved it, rate us and review us. Let us know. Snap yeah. a screenshot. Share on the grams. We love when you guys show us love. We really do. You do. But you don't have to. Yeah. But if you do choose to, yeah. we, we, get a little, we get a little Twitters. And happy Thanksgiving. Cheers. See you next time.